Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. How are we as the church supposed to respond in light of the current coronavirus pandemic? The reformer, uh, the reformer Martin Luther faced many crises in his day, and how did he respond is a good question to ask. He would say this, In the darkest times, come, let us sing the 46th Psalm and let them do their worst. And the reason why Luther could find such strength from this Psalm is because it puts on display the attributes of God. So, um, Brother Phil, can you read those first three verses for us? Psalm 46, and this is the English Standard Version. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Thank you so much. Now, one of our jobs as as pastors is to unpack the text as we're preaching them to our congregations and to kind of dig deep into what's being said there. It says, you're, as you're looking at this passage, the psalmist says that we have no reason to fear, even though the whole world is being turned upside down. And the, the reason why we have no reason to fear is because God is our refuge. And so there must be something about this refuge that secures and holds the soul together. So this refuge has attributes, uh, just like God is attributes. Yesterday, we looked at the fact that this refuge, this God is living, he's divine, and this refuge is communal, meaning that we share this refuge together as a church. So let's continue today. So fourthly, we're looking at the fact that this refuge is our strength. He says, God is our refuge and our strength. What does he mean by that here? I think as you work through and you talk about God as a refuge and, and really you, you just back up and you say, well, who is God? How has he revealed himself in his word? What are his attributes? And you're supposed to, I believe in this moment, take all of those attributes into the psalm with you. So they've identified God as your refuge. And so here we're just trying to unpack that and say, okay, God has revealed himself as a God of strength. Um, And what God has said in his word is he's a, a God of immeasurable strength, a strength that has no limit, um, a power that cannot be opposed, a God that can always accomplish all of his sovereign will um, because he is a God of sovereign power. And really, that, that's at the end of Isaiah 40, I hate to keep going back to that, you've got this whole display of who God is, um, all, that, um, all of these attributes on display, and it says... 
Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Why? Because he's an endless supply. Mm. We're not. Our, Our supply of strength is so small, and God's is unlimited. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's saying, I, it's okay. You're going to get tired. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And I yes. can continue to supply what you lack. Mm-hmm. And the image of strength and the strength of God, the, as you're pointing out, Russ, the, the infinite uh, strength of, of God means that he can accomplish what he has promised. Mm-hmm. That he is not, his arm is, the Bible, as the Bible would say, his arm's not too short. Um, that whatever God has promised, whatever promises He gives us in His Word, and for instance, here to be to be our present help, our refuge in time of trouble, God will accomplish what He promises. We can have absolute one hundred percent confidence because because our God is not weak. Our, our God is not feeble like uh, the other idols that we're tempted to give our look to for our security, whether it's our money or our health or, um, you know, you, you fill in the blank, your, your, own, your own abilities to cope with the world around you, that, that ultimately is going to prove itself to be weak. But God's, God's strength, God can accomplish all that he has promised. That's why he's a dependable refuge. That's right. And there's a relationship between, you know, God's objective strength and our subjective experience of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true in, in everything. You know, you, you will only feel strong. Uh, if, if you're depending on money, you will only feel as strong as how much money you have. Uh, so th- there's this, uh, this play where as we look at God's objective strength, we are actually strengthened. And a good example of this is in 1 Samuel 30. If you remember the story, David and his men are traveling and some Amalekite raiders uh, attack and uh, steal his, their wives and their children and burn the village in Ziglag. And then the men are so embittered in their soul that they begin talking about stoning David. And then it says in verse six, but, huge but there, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So he actually experienced a subjective inner strengthening. How? By, f- by focusing on, on God and his attributes and, and who God is. There's a great um, prayer in Second Chronicles 20. Jehoshaphat is praying as, this, as the scriptures say, this mighty horde is coming against them. And Jehoshaphat begins the prayer, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the, of the nations. In your hand are power and might so that none is able to withstand you. Mm. And it goes throughout this entire prayer and then ends with this words. O oh, our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. Mm. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Mm. And, and I just find that prayer to be so comforting. It, it, it starts with this acknowledgement yeah. of, God, you're a God of immeasurable power. And ends with, I'm powerless, yeah. but I know where to look. Um, yes. Well, and that's a that's a great example because I, I would say Christian 
uh, don't beat yourself up that you experience fear. Fear is a natural human response to threat. God, God built that into us. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're out on a hike in the woods and you, and you come around a bend and encounter a mama grizzly bear with her cubs and she's not real happy about you being, you're, you're going to be afraid. And uh, you should be. Or, uh, or if you're not, you're going to be lunch. Uh, you're, yes, you're, you're, going to, you're going to run like the wind. Uh, you know, fear, fear is a natural response. The question is, where do we take it? Where do we go for our refuge? Where do we turn with our fear? Do we turn, do we turn inward? Do we look to our own resources? That's a dead end, and you know it, because you'll, you, you just, fear will compound itself. It'll be, it will just snowball. Uh, rolling down the hill and, and, and getting bigger and bigger. Uh, take it to the Lord, who's right. our refuge and strength. That's right. Well, the next attribute here, so what we're doing, if you're just tuning in, is we are looking at Psalm 46. The psalmist uh, is talking about the worst case scenario, namely the earth giving way, the mountains being moved into the heart of the sea. But he says, we will not fear. Why? Because God is our refuge and strength. And so we're unpacking what that word refuge means in order to understand why we can have no fear even when all the world is being turned upside down. So this, this next attribute we're looking at is that this refuge that we're talking about, that the psalmist is talking about, is omnipresent. Now, how is that different from any other refuge that we might turn to in our lives? I'm, I'm going to answer this, but just in a slightly roundabout way. I think people have heard me say this before, that some of my favorite verses in all of Scripture come at the end of Exodus chapter 2. I know it's probably not um, life verses for a lot of people, but they're pretty close to, to that for me. It's, it's when the people are in Egypt enslaved. And it says, During those many days the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue, rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groanings, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. And I, I think those verses capture God's omnipresence. Here, here they felt so alone in Egypt, so forgotten, um, the sense, I think, in the minds of the people of Israel was God doesn't care. God has deserted us. And these verses remind us that, no, God heard, he saw, he, he remembered, and then this very intimate word, God knew. Um, he's intimately connected with his people. And I really think that captures the, the sense of, of God's omnipresence. In every imaginable way, God is always with his people. Mm-hmm. Great uh, promise of the presence of God is in the 139th Psalm. And beginning with verse 7, Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the place is the place in the Bible, that's the place of the dead in the Old Testament. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, even there. And, and to the Hebrew people, the sea was a scary place, a place of chaos. And you, you didn't, you, 
and by the way, the Jews were one of the few people, maybe the only people in the ancient Mediterranean who were not a seafaring people. To, to them, the, the sea was a scary place. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Uh, there's even if, in other words, where, when he asks, where shall I go? Where could I flee from your presence? Even if I want to run, even if I try to run away from God, mm-hmm. I can't. Yes. Because he's always present and always with me. <coughs> That's right. Well, maybe we got time for one more <laughs> before we end the program today. Uh, why can we have courage and confidence in this refuge? Well, well, lastly, because this refuge is timely, uh, which just basically means this, that God is our help uniquely in a time of trouble. And we're going to look at this in a future broadcast, but if you just consider, maybe Psalm 23, maybe one of the most famous psalms that there is, the psalmist says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Uh, there's a sense in which God um, has a unique presence in the world, has a unique presence in the church. But for the Christian, this, God has a unique presence with the troubled saint. Can, can We have like a minute. Can one of you guys maybe share an experience where you felt God's unique presence in a time of trouble? I would just say that during my four years of, of seminary, um, God's presence, God's help, God's care was always timely. There were moments time and time again, um, too many to, to really number, where we were looking at it and saying, yeah, our finances don't match our need. Um, there's no way we can pay um, our bills for the month. We won't have enough to buy food for our, our family or whatever it might be. And it was, I was amazed time after time, there would be a random, random quote unquote, check yes, that would come into yes. the mail. Um things that would occur that were just mind-boggling how we never shared this with other people. So people didn't know that we had this need, but God did. And his help was always timely. It was always exactly what we needed and and never too late, but never too early either. Yes. Um, it was at God's time and, and, and in always in the right way. Amen. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. We hope that this series has been an encouragement to you. Please go to the 46th Psalm, read it, meditate on it. Um, We believe that you will find the strength that you need in this time. We'll talk to you next time.